Hi, I'm Leslie, and I play Whisker, the Yusoki Cyborg Nanosite. Hi, I'm Pan, and I play Paul the Stranger, a precog. I'm Richard, and I play NR5E, a sentient robotic operative. I'm Kay, and I play Soul the Solarian. I'm Mark, I play Koto Yoshitada, the Witch Warper and Soldier. I'm Cooper, I play Pons, the Mystic Contemplative. And I'm Adam, your Galactic Manager. Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You've made it back to the Red Sands. Back to the fight. Time to take to the skies. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I almost forgot my backpack. It's got all my combat gear in there, such as my screwdriver. A screwdriver. My extra socks, a can opener, snacks for the road, a tea kettle. Tie, hey. Get to the transport. It's revolution time. Revolution! <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go blasting. Let's <laughs> start bitching for a fight. <laughs> can we, can we just dump out all of the cargo and throw dynamite in there? Uh, we are not throwing dynamite in cargo. Could. We're being nice to cargo. We love cargo. No, I don't want to blow up cargo. <laughs> I want to blow up this other cargo. <laughs> Good rotation. I'm here to resolve your internecine warfare with more warfare. Side note, it might be beneficial actually if cargo starts hoarding explosives. Mm. As long as as long Those as are they are uh, <laughs> willing to share. That right. sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a dragon I'm in that team breathes grenades instead of fire. Yeah. I am into this. I'm worried more about like they're sleeping on a pile of grenades and like set one off. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch their like back it'll, real quick. Accidentally yeah. pulls the pin on one. It'll it'll yeah. be like a cartoon explosion. It'll just go balloon real big and then <laughs> come back down. Nope. Nope. Cargo will like wake nope, up, look I, around, confused, turn in a circle twice, back to sleep. Yeah, they just have like the burn marks all over them, and that's it. <laughs> Smoke comes out of their ears. It's fine. Yeah, I think what more would happen was because they hoard it in the cargo bay of the ship, the podcast would just be over. Oh, not if we're okay. on the planet when this happens. That's technically true. Then we just undo <laughs> all the nice things we did for Swarkus. Oh yeah, we could just have we could just have the the original three stranded on the planet again. Stop giving that. Because yeah. that went so well in the first season. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was fun, thing. Oh man, looking back at those episodes, the changes I would have made. But anyways, <laughs> all the things you wish you'd done differently. Right? Are we yes. going to do the Emergency Power Podcast remake? <laughs> Remakes are so hot right now. Maybe, so we'll, right maybe now. we'll put but, out some sort of... male models. <laughs> maybe we'll put some sort of live action retelling of it or something like that. Oh, the Emergency Ooh. Power Podcast LARP? Fire <laughs> no. <laughs> no, now it's gotta be a lob. I've been to enough LARPs to know that's not a good idea. Yeah. And none of you play your own characters. No, we can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Back see, I will play all of those characters for you. <laughs> those you are have the to play prestige other NPCs. That's right. Look, there's just some things that you can't do in public without an expectation of apprehension by the authorities, like talking about your Shadowrun campaign. <laughs> you should go about the same way. Absolutely. I, I keep talking about this podcast to my home and only my home for reasons. We're your home now. 
<laughs> yeah. This is my safe place. Kind and yet a threat. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get this started, shall we? We. Please. <laughs> Narians quietly rest in their lab. Their health is unknown. Twizich and Feather wait on the second hand in dire condition. Somewhere out there, the Silan are on the move. The key to progressing towards all of these objectives rests at the top of these towers. Destiny awaits in the Tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 3, Chapter 21. So yeah. many chapters! So. In the last chapter, the second hand was riding through an abandoned underground tunnel system and had just pulled up into the storm. But I'm going to take us back just a couple minutes to the ride. Little purple kobold Taie is driving this big transport truck and they have, you know, those uh, little pieces of wood on the yes. brake pedal and the gas pedal. Oh, no. And... They turn back and open the divider between the cab and the cargo area. All right, so I was told to wait until we was at a camp before I gave some extra details. Eyes and ears everywhere and all that. So this tower we're heading towards isn't the only one being assaulted. There's a few other teams attempting infiltration, some are diversions, but that said, our team is a little different. Say, we have the best odds. And they point towards the cargo and then also at pawns. But we need to have the best odds because of what's at the top of this particular tower. A control room. The control room. The city's defense guns are commanded through that system. I'm sure they got redundancies or whatever, but Orders come from the top, and that's as top as it gets. So, if we can get to the control room, disable the guns, well, I'd say this revolution gets a whole lot easier. The massive commotion being made down below on the sand belt is our cover, making everyone look down, thinking the fight is starting at the bottom, so they won't be looking at the top, and they wink. But not assuming anything will just go smoothly, I brought you guys this! And they pull off of themselves this bandolier of grenades and hold it back to the people in the back. Ooh. And who takes it? Uh, 5e will take possession of those. Explain the utility of this device, please. Mm-hmm. These are jammer grenades. See, they last about 12 seconds. Not long, but maybe long enough to disarm a situation gone bad. So 5e, you grab this bandolier and Whisker grabs one of the grenades. And as you're looking through, you notice that in one of the pouches, there is something wrapped in a plastic wrapper. Is that crystalline crunchy? I forgot my snacks down there, but uh, oops, uh, you know, uh, you can have it. Is it? Um, Richard. Yes. 5e now has a space popsicle. Oh. A, a literal one? Yup. Lovely. Okay. Merry Christmas. Is, are we just being nice, or did I do something cool I forgot about? No, I think it's literally a pop. No, it's just a normal popsicle. It's already yeah, half melted. In, yeah, that's less exciting. Uh, no, it's it's a space popsicle. It's fine. Who's gonna grab the uh, last okay. grenade? Um, I five E will actually um, pull one off the bandolier and hand it to Koto. 
Probably a good idea if those of us with the most mobility hold on to these. Although, Whisker, I'm fine with you keeping possession of one. You may be able to tweak the technological components to alter its efficacy in some way. No, I don't care. And I throw it nonchalantly to Pond. Oh, no. <laughs> and he kind of tries to grab it, tossing it back and forth between the hands for a second. Whoa, whoa, ow! Oh, what, dear God. What is this? Oh, okay. Um, you really want me to hold on to this? I'm not very good at these. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Who can use grenades? I don't. I can't use grenades. That's why I did it. Uh, I can't either, actually. I mean, it's 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 just an AC of five, right? You know what? All right. And he yeah, kind of true. shoves it into yeah, one of his efficiency. suit pockets. And uh, Pons will actually turn to look at the kobold and just say, ah, and I got one more thing. Could you? And, and Pons will hold up the notebook that he was scribbling the notes to Jasper on the previous day. And he'll have a sketch of Pons holding up two machine guns with much more inflated muscles than he would ever have. Uh, and as detailed coloration as, as he could manage and just ask, could you make like 300 copies of these at least and really make it pop? This isn't Kinko's. This is Viva, the Viva Love Revolution at the very top. Pond is doing drawing his own headshots. Are you creating propaganda? I just thought it would look cool. It could be like our banner. And we could put it on all the buildings once we're done. I seriously doubt that the people below the sand belt are going to rally behind a contemplative when the contemplatives are the ones that they are revolting against. Oh, don't worry. I put you guys in there too. And you see these tiny little, little layouts of just the heads at the bottom of the sketch and Pons is giant at the top. I turn I, to Soul and say, I'm not getting through to him. I am unwilling to have this stencil onto my chassis. I think this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I see no problems here. <laughs> this is really good though. It looks as though you have killed and beheaded the rest of us, Pons. <laughs> It does look <laughs> like that, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, maybe I'm that so needs to be re-rendered. It's like in crayon. In post. Um, <laughs> That's just a perspective problem. Yeah, it was. You're supposed to be looking up, but I'm still getting over like the image of of just Five E getting that chiseled onto his right chest, it's chest like, tattoo. It's like a tattoo. No. Yeah. Hard no. Goes up the neck. <laughs> Murder. Murder heuristics engaged. <laughs> the top of the machine guns are on each side of the neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pause. Uh, do not want. Um. Yeah. I'll. Uh, I'll see what I can do, and they shove it in a pocket. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, Pons kind of turns away, <laughs> seeming pretty happy. That's good. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last thing. Um. In the back there is a box of gas masks. I noticed that. Um. No one wears them, which is odd, since I would have expected you guys to be coughing or something. Why is that? Oh, Pons here is very useful. He's got some tricks. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I basically just put like a force field around right. everyone. Very comprehensive. Really easy. Wow, you can just make force fields? <laughs> yeah, but they only protect against certain things. Did you want one too? I think I could make another one. Oh, wow, really? I mean, sure. If you're just handing them out. They last days, and right? Pons kind of thinks about it and is like, uh, actually, I already, I already used one for today. Maybe, oh. maybe later. That was a rug pull. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I got my gas mask. It's fine. Uh, but, but like Pons, they, they last a day per level. 
So like mm -hmm. when you cast it the first time, he cast like, it yesterday. I cast it like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah so two good days for like ago or something. Yeah, yeah. When you guys landed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we still look like weirdo space wanderer versions of ourselves. <laughs> Just like walking around without gas masks. Everyone else is getting poisoned. So robot in trench coat and fedora. You think? You think like disguise wise, maybe we should. We take the gas We masks? definitely should. But how yeah. are you going good, to wear one pawns? I, I have a mouth. I can kind of strap it down below. All right. You do? Yeah, I just don't use it very often. Whisker like leans in to try and see where the mouth is on pawns. Hey, my face is down here. <laughs> so, so contemplatives have like a mouth kind of underneath their brain. <laughs> uh, the visuals of that I can only imagine as a kind of flap Horrifying. that you can put oh, nutrients oh, into. I'm, I'm imagining like one of those neck holes when you've smoked too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, I was thinking like, like lifting oh. a flab up to look at a belly button or something. <laughs> Just the, it's between the creases of the brain. Oh. Mm. That, do, yes. None do, of this is good. Taye, do contemplatives here often wear gas masks? Have you seen them even from a distance? Is this a normal thing for them or do they do what Pons does? I'll be honest, Pons is the first one I've ever met. All right. The buildings are probably filtered. Okay, well, maybe we just take them and just in case. And just I'll, I'll case. take a few and put them into my uh, null space storage compartment. Yeah, I'll, I'll take one. I think if we're going to pose in these uniforms, it would be best to have a gas mask on so just that we look. We I, don't look I put out of one place. on, but I don't cover my nose. Wow. Just get rid of those. No. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I may have to cut that. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> nope. Nope.com. No, I, I, I put one on, but I just have it around my neck for now until we know okay. whether or not we need them. I just form a gas mask on my face. <laughs> yeah, I put on one of the mercenary outfits and then put the gas mask on. Yeah, speaking just, of which, we should probably put on our disguises. Yes, so yep. as you guys start to pull out of the underground line, you know, it's not fully outside of the city, but it's not near the central buildings either, probably for secrecy reasons. But if everyone would please give me individual disguise chicks. Now, can we assist each other? So here's what's gonna happen. Instead of assisting, because you guys do have suits and credentials, everyone is just going to get a plus four to their role. And I'm okay. gonna kinda take an average. Except for pawns, who being a contemplative, you get a plus six because classism. Ooh, okay, I need that. <laughs> Good old fashioned classism. So Whisker reconfigures their nanite sheath to be more slightly more morphous and gives myself a insight bonus to disguise. <laughs> All right. <gasps> oh, shit. I want to reveal that role. That was a natural 20 for pawns for a total Ooh. of a 30. Hey. This is like nice. a Clark Kent thing where there's one small difference between right. Kansas pawns. <laughs> Give me just one second. Took the boombox off. Yeah, took the boombox <laughs> off and it was immediately someone completely different. <laughs> <laughs> pawns, where'd you go? Who are you? Okay, so Kota holds up the the mercenary uniform and is like, actually, I think I might be able to handle this. And she reaches onto her glamour projector on her armor yes. and uh, just reconfigures it. And essentially, like her armor goes from looking like Storm from the X Men to this 
mercenary outfit. And that gives me a plus cool. 10 to my disguise roll because I'm using my glamour. Wow, sick. I shouldn't have given you guys bonuses. <laughs> I feel like you should point out that it's, it's Morlock Storm, not like just general yeah. Beyonce Storm. <laughs> now watch me roll a natural one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, we got a 30. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. Join the 30s. All right. Oh, boy. That's two 30s. Well, on the other end of that spectrum, <laughs> I rolled a natural one with a status bonus of plus three Not for me. grand result of four. Plus four. For plus, a four. four. plus four. Oh, for a grand result of eight. <laughs> so 5e is going to um, change the color of his LED display to red instead of blue. Um, which typically only happens in short bursts, so he's just hard setting it to red. And then rearranging the LED lights on it to look more like the LED display on the Infernax SROs that we've mm. seen in other places. Otherwise, he looks like exactly the same robot, but just with a different <laughs> display. And that's about as good as he can Still do. Still a murder Amazing. robot. Mm -hmm. uh, Whisker got an 18. And okay. they uh, they slip on the outfit and it's a little bit long, but then you see like some nanites crawl out of the sleeves and like roll them up for them to get <laughs> nice. it to the right size. Nice. That's cool. Power, um, technically power has been formed into young hot swalkers since earlier, but they got a 25. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep up with it all. I know, right? Power is just a different looks different every episode. Completely At least different. I sound the same. It should be fine, yes? Yeah, it's true. They could change their voice, they just don't. <laughs> no <matter laughs> they just choose not take. to. <laughs> choose not to. So, Soul spends a bunch of time digging around and ends up pulling out some weird other clothing because having dealt with these upper crust types in the past, they know that usually an assistant is good and useful. They take out all of their piercings um, and end up in this white, like, business suit type top with uh, a white miniskirt and white Mary Janes, because you don't fight in high heels. Gas mask over that. But with the 12, still fairly <laughs> obviously them. Okay. What, what about Marani? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did roll for my Ronnie, and they got a 17. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very he much. He puts the hair in his face from one side to the other. <laughs> <laughs> my Ronnie goes over and looks at one of the helmets and notices it's not really shaped for their head. So they kind of like try to put it on anyways, and it's like... <laughs> And it takes a while, but like they eventually get it on there and they do not look happy. They just can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like at an angle because of the horns. Uh huh. This is not optimized for combat efficacy. No, I'm just hoping. Oh, I have a headache if, now. If, if we get to combat, we'll take it off. Can I get a picture, Adam, of like, not an actual picture, but what? <laughs> uniform I would uh, you were Pons the artist be? here. <laughs> what uniform would Pons be wearing? Because. I'm in my head imagining either like a judicial robe or some sort of <laughs> lawyer <laughs> suit or something. I, I don't, I, it, the 
the contemplatives are like weird places on this Behold planet. So absolutely. Greatness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm a gigantic brain. <laughs> I want you to describe how you look, Cooper. Yeah, I would Your I would want to have fashion. like a kind of long gown pulled rope. <laughs> style going on like a judge. What is yes. happening? Best <laughs> day ever. I think it would look great. It's a little thinner than normal. Escorting some crates and mercenaries <gasps> right? and workers is this judge. Yeah. Uh, Mark's pushing for the fezzy wig. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining a big wig on just top of a giant brain. Yeah, and, and for the viewers, that was a 36 uh, total for the disguise. So I got that. Oh bonus. my god! <laughs> Clearly, these that are like disgusting. the the spoils from some judgment. So we're having to like. Clearly, that makes sense, right? But, yeah, yeah right. probably underneath it, he'll be wearing like a lab coat and just white. So if he needs to rip it off, he can just like change <laughs> you can really quick fast. Change. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Rips it off. There's a lab coat under. They put the boom box on. They put the boom, boom box. box back on. <laughs> it spawns. <laughs> it was me all along. Okay. I love all it. All right. Everything we do from here on out is for the good of the mission. Yes. Let's go with that. All right. So before we get out, Sol's going to grab their moat um, and draw the sword and kind of like stab it through the belt so that at least they don't have a moat orbiting their head. <laughs> so it looks like when a kid takes a plastic sword and puts it under their belt. What <laughs> <laughs> a little belt. Fair loops. With a mini skirt. With a yes. mini skirt. With a mini skirt, yeah. Okay. The vehicle pulls towards the massive city center. And Taie points out the building you're all heading for. Much like you had seen before, twitchy soldiers stand around the entrances. And as you start to pull forwards into a large, clear tent-style cover that stretches along the side of the building, a 15-foot-tall, two-legged mech rounds the corner of the tent and starts... <laughs> So, Pawns, you had seen signs of these things before, and it seems to be on patrol. And as you guys are starting to pull in, you see around six soldiers are in the general area. Taie swings the truck up towards the side of a building and then starts backing into place up towards this building. So, while there are several sets of large cargo doors, you guys pull towards one of the smaller ones. And as you pull up into position, a trooper wearing blue and yellow moves over and like waves you guys down. And another soldier sporting Gravewood's black and green starts moving towards the cab. And she sidles up and waits for people to disembark. Do we recognize so, what these colors mean? You guys could give me a culture check. Well, one of them are the system guard. 23 for Whisker. 18. 19. 17. 31. Ooh. That the rolls today. Uh, 26. So these different colors seem to indicate different mercenary crews. They seem to be working together in this particular position. And as Sol just mentioned, uh, the blue and yellow ones are from a group called System Guard, which is also one of the ones on this planet here. They're also known to work within the Pact Worlds, but they seem to have a fair presence here on this planet. 
They're largely bruisers, those. They wouldn't let me join because they're much more about punching things. So, um, unless we're looking for a fight, we should be more careful. Yes, whereas you are much more focused on slashing things most of the time. Oh, stabbing, piercing, technically, but point taken. I stand corrected. Before we depart, Pons, what name are you going by? Okay, wait, actually, I wrote it down. Shoot. <laughs> Snob. I don't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> Snob? What if it was st- Snobnarians? It's still you Narians. stand before Snob. the great and glorious Snob. Lord Snob. Snob. <laughs> All hail his gigantic <laughs> brainness. I love it. Uh, so Nerians backwards would be Snyren. So Snop Snyren? Snop Snyren. Snop Snyren. It's a good one. No, so uh, every. He will sing the Snyren song. <laughs> It's so bad. It's perfect for pawns. So every contemplative, at least to Pons' knowledge, is somewhat named after a brain part or, you know, terms having to do with a brain. So, uh, and under the judge's robes, Pons was going to go under Judge Sulcus. Ooh. Nice. I like it. I like it. Judge Sulcus. I feel like I should have gone in as Sulcus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's spelled a little differently, though. All right. Remember, Pons, you are important. You are a very big deal, and everyone should do everything you want. That's the attitude you need here. Oh, don't worry. I totally got that one. Okay, I'm ready. Are you sure that's wise to give him that kind of advice? I feel like In Pons this setting, is always yes. thinking like that. Is it much different from usual? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm at the ready when things go bad. Have a little faith. I have faith. I just really want to punch something. I have a map for this. This does not mean you have to engage in combat. It just means the option is there. <laughs> I engage in combat. Leslie wants to punch something so badly. <laughs> I'm ready. Are these like ripped from the kill zone, like cover art boxes? <laughs> for, like, yes. But, but don't worry, guys. No combat. No combat. Yeah, yeah. not at all. No, just it looks like a Gears of War level. This is role play only. Combat is always an option. There's yeah. absolutely a turret pointed at us. It's fine. I am willing to wait until we have used up all of our credentials before <laughs> I deliberately start sabotaging ourselves. Leslie's like, I'm willing to wait until my turn in the initiative. <laughs> and then I'm firing. <laughs> bam, bam. Right, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Tai, what, uh, in case things get messy, Combat proficiency, would you say you bring? I'm a level five fighter. <laughs> no, <it's> just <laughs> <laughs> I have a very particular set of skills. Oh, God. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yes. <laughs> what? Um, I can't believe we got Liam Neeson I mean, for this podcast. Assassin turned bartender comes out of retirement. I yes. love it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here to help as best I can, but uh, they look over and they gesture to the guard who's starting to look a little impatient as they stand outside. Well, Taye, it looks like we are needed. If you would like to come and join us, we would love to have your skill set. If you'd rather protect yourself, understandable. Uh, they, they look over at the person standing outside and then just like give you a little thumbs up down low because they're trying not to look suspicious as they're sitting in front of this guard. <laughs> okay, so do you guys disembark? What is what is the plan here? I have it set where Pawns and Soul are up front currently. Yeah, let's form up and uh, we'll 
mercenaries can surround the crates and protect the workers and will follow Pawns and Soul. Okay, yeah, so I guess it makes sense that the most will get out first to yeah, keep yeah. them safe. So I think sure. Koto will like okay. pop down uh, to the side over here. And... I'll take point. Okay. Yeah. Out, out in front of our VIP. I'll go ahead and ask Koto. All right. Pawns, you're leading this. My, um, because I, right. I'm, I'm mercenary and I want to look like security, I will have my laser rifle drawn and just uh, as if I'm like surveying the area doing that just exactly keep, what like Leslie's keep touching doing. your ear like little earpiece like <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then using player? telepathy I'm in <laughs> I'm in <laughs> I feel like I need to have someone look like right next to me but Pons will approach the center of the guards up there with I think that's Taye no that's Whisker I can't see so come come step over here and we're heading basically towards those stairs, correct? Is that what it seems like? Well, yeah, well, we gotta talk to this dude yeah, first. Yeah, you gotta talk to this dude, figure out. And once whatever you do, I'm going to be one step behind you. Is it possible for me to cast a spell real quick? <laughs> Depends on what you're casting. I'd like to cast a cantrip, like kind of wave her hand in Pons's direction and cast Charming Veneer. You don't mm. need to see our identity identity cards. <laughs> Pretty go about much business. No, but basically what it'll do is it'll give pawns uh, for the next ten minutes. It'll give pawns a plus one to any charisma based skill check. So like bluff, intimidation, diplomacy, nice. okay, or disguise. Since you waited until you got right in front of some of these guards, why don't you go ahead and give me a stealth check? Will do. That's a whopping eight. Oh, I was just gonna. Magic's oh, not illegal, start. right? Anyone? It's not illegal, but it is very strange to it's do shady. that right in front of these people. Yeah. yeah. Combat. Combat. We combat. We wouldn't be doing it if we didn't think that it would be acceptable. Of course. I'm gonna. I'm gonna toss out. I'm gonna toss out a pre precog and change it to a thirteen. Did I get thirteen? Oh, okay. Thank you. Hold on. Yeah. That's fine. Like, pa, pa, watch us go to do it and go, <clears throat> and then he took his head. And to be uh, fair, uh, it was just... a spell cast on pawns and not one of them. Yeah, right. but if you were doing that just in front of a guard, it'd be yeah. weird. Like, as a guard, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's okay. all this about then? Yeah. <laughs> it's like doing his makeup right before he goes out to, to talk to people. So I rolled for the guard closest to you. And it's a good thing you took that because that was also an eight. Woo! <laughs> Thank okay. you, Para. Oopsie do. Okay. Yeah, so Para coughs just as you go to do it, and then the guard looks up at them instead. Okay. So for the next 10 minutes, Pawns will have plus one to any charisma based skill. Nice. Oh, goodness. Okay, I need to. Ask Adam, what all is contained within this building up to our knowledge? You said it had controls. Are there any living quarters in this? Um, laboratories, uh, what, what else is in this building that I'd be aware of? So there might be laboratories at the top. In fact, based mm -hmm. on the cargo you have, it seems to be that it's supposed to be delivered to a laboratory. Okay. But as far as these levels, you're going to find more like warehouses and shop areas. Yeah, what's our manifest for the cargo? So the components you are trying to move are specialized internal components for a ship-based asteroid mining laser. And it has a delivery address, which is Seismic Systems, at 1002 Clearview, which is most likely at the top. And it's supposed to be signed by the warehouse foreman, the middle manager, 
and someone at Seismic Systems Incorporated Labs. Okay. All right, that helps. Um, all right, Pons will head over to the worker here and say, uh, we have a delivery for uh, one of the top floors. And then just kind of hold up his pass. All right. Manifest, please. Oh, yeah. Um, here you go. All right. So they take your pass and the manifest, and they start looking over the credentials. They look down. They scan it for a bit. They look back up at you. They look back down. Look it over some more. My data has this delivery set for a week ago. Do you have an explanation for this discrepancy? Oh my God. Soul says, holding a clipboard. Can you not see that we've been delayed? You like, why are you making this so difficult? Judge Sulkis is very important and I, we need to get this done. Why are you causing a problem? Yes. Standard protocol, ma'am. <laughs> I love that voice so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, does Pawn say anything on top of that, or is it going to be Soul doing persuasion? Can I ask, uh, now that I got a closer look, this is the soldier in black and green, right? Uh, yeah, the one at the bottom. Does any, Are there any insignia or, or like the name of their, their mercenary group? Yeah, they're wearing essentially a similar uniform to what you guys have on. Okay. So they're Gravewood, we were... most likely. We were Gravewood, okay. Okay, yeah, so Ponzo will also just add on top of that. I, there was just this huge illegal misunderstanding. It's supposed to be for mining asteroids, and they thought it was for mining some other sort of components. So I had to oversee the legality and efficacy of this. It just took a whole bunch of paperwork. You don't want to see it all. It's piled in the back over there. And yeah, it, it just all got delayed. I prefer that you didn't keep us any longer than necessary, as we are already behind schedule. It's been, like, so stressful. Go ahead and give me a deception check and decide who's leading. Bluff. You mean bluff? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, soul assist with a 20. I am here to back you up, Pons. Okay, and Pons rolled a 31 with the bonus from the spell, 32, and the assist makes it a 34. Pretty good. It's pretty good. So... They cock their head and look over at you guys and look down at the manifest again. They say, pull the cargo out onto the platform. We need to scan its components. And they move over towards the platform. Okay, as far as our knowledge, there's nothing illegal in this, correct? Yeah, is it as actually as a mining aware. laser? Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> Definitely not filled with drugs. I feel like we are missing some <laughs> crucial information about this. It says right on the side. It's just a bomb inside. Yeah. <laughs> It's no, Jasper did say this was actually <laughs> legitimate, and they went through a lot of effort to get it, so... They did, okay, indeed. cool. Which is why it's a week behind, because they hijacked the shipment. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, let me go ahead and get a move-heavy stuff roll from the workers involved, i.e. an athletics check. Is, is Taiye a worker, too, or are they a mercenary? Uh, they are dressed as a worker, so they can absolutely go and help. Sweet. Five E pulls a twenty-nine on athletics. Nice. Oof, nice. I hope Taye gets the highest roll. Smoothly and <laughs> deftly we all maneuvering do. the cargo. Taye rolls a natural fifty. Natural fifty. <laughs> natural fifty. Picks it up with one finger. But he is rolling with uh D one hundred, so that is still a middling roll for them. Well, you guys are gonna get what you wanted. So my Ronnie uh, rolled a nineteen total. 
and <laughs> tie a nat 20. Yes! yes! Yeah, much. The strongest code. Yeah. It's like the anime thing where he flexes and his shirt rips yeah. off. <laughs> muscle. The Master Roshi. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll do handstand push-ups every day. Impressive. Wasted as a driver. So you guys easily move these components, which is just on kind of this old cart. So it's like... As you push it onto the platform. <laughs> One wheel that keeps going off to the side yeah. a bit. Yes. Just very low tech for sci-fi. <laughs> Where's your hover cart? <laughs> <laughs> now we got the one with the squeaky wheel. That's all that was left. Security members, please stand by. And they gesture to everyone who's wearing the uniforms to form a line to the side. And then they talk over to one of the other members of the security around and say, System guard, verify everyone. And yeah, go ahead and line up just like, let's, let's put you guys down here, like near uh, the okay. keep clear thing. Yeah, we'll just do that to make life easy. Soul again is going to stay like just to the side and just behind pawns with the clipboard at all times. So one of these system guard soldiers walks over and they go, out of tension and keep still. And they pull out what looks like a small drone and release it out into the air. And it's clear that this thing is going to do a full scan. Do you guys do anything? I'm a mercenary. I don't think anything I've got is going to be suspicious. Wait, you can't, like, hack it or anything? I don't have to, like, drop trow or anything. What? <laughs> no? Huh? Okay. No cavity searches. What? Like a howdy do. What? <laughs> We don't, as far as we know, like, we're not uh, disallowed from bringing weapons in here, right? Like, this is a it's, not as like it's just Conquer like a formality. Is anyone going to set up like a, a a telepathic huddle? I don't think we have the time. I mean, what? Right. <laughs> we can just talk to each other. <laughs> um, I'm just looking through my, my abilities right now before I before sure. I commit to not doing anything. I probably won't, but I can at the very least set up a telepathic huddle. I'll just throw this out there that, like, while they are in disguise, Para is a weird thing. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm like, can anyone hack this thing or no? So as soon as Sol feels that connect, they're going to say, uh, so they do often scan and fairly thoroughly. Unfortunately, each group has their own system of doing this. Para, how accurately do you imitate other species? Mechanically, 25, 25 roll. However, <laughs> 25 good. A standard expert would see a metal skeleton inside them, so maybe not. Pawns, it might be time to be um, entitled and demanding. Can. Okay, who's got stealth out of our party? Uh, er, who's got stealth in this line? Because what we can do is try and, like, sneakily shuffle Para around <laughs> so that I'm, they don't I'm, get I'm, scanned. I'm sorry for the vest, Secretly not just move then. <laughs> what do <what> yeah. you <laughs> mean? It's huge. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, I could be obnoxious for a distraction, but I don't know how good that's gonna... Well, okay, if I wanted to be like, what exactly do you think you're doing to one of our crew? Like, would that be oh, intimidation? Oh, so you want to try or... to intimidate them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I wonder how big of a deal this would be because there's a lot of species in the world and there's a lot of cool tech. I think we we just see what the reaction is and then we then we try yeah, to explain we, it. Yeah, okay. I okay. I'm with pawns. Okay. If they ask questions, tell them to mind their own business. Top secret. <laughs> Nanya. <None yet. laughs> Nanya. <None yet. laughs> 
All right. So this little droid scans the first person, which is Para, moves over, and it's just going down the line, scanning everybody here. So loudly taps their foot. And then it comes back over and lands on this guy, and they start going over their data pad with like the data that you guys have provided, more or less. And I'm just going to tell you, because sometimes I hate being me, I rolled a natural f***ing one. <laughs> yes! Oh, oh man. <laughs> See? Huzzah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you pull those kinds of bins? <laughs> We're so happy, and Adam's like, ah, nothing ever goes to plan. So they look down at their data pad. They look over you guys and kind of look at the weaponry that you guys are toting. I think you'll see everything is in ship shape. They don't see anything out of line. And they go ahead and signal to the first guard you guys were talking to, and they take a step back. Everything seems to be in order. We'll just be on our way then with my totally ordinary crew. (laughs) (laughs) Very normal thing to say at a time like this. We've like already spent enough time here. The Gravewood officer gestures and one of the system guards opens one of these large metal doors. <laughs> Go in and speak to the foreman so you can have your manifest signed. And they hand it back to Pons. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Let me carry that. You shouldn't have to, like, strain yourself. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you, darling. No problem. <laughs> oh, it's never gonna get old. So one of these guards gestures you over and points towards a small office inside. Okay, yeah, Pons leads the way and heads in and kind of gestures for the rest of the crew with one hand just to follow along. And do do the load lifters need to drag this thing inside too? Yes, they do. Okay. 5e is going to deliberately turn toward my Ronnie and you notice that he has um, reverted his voice chip back to like a default system setting. It says, load lifter, unit five, <laughs> awaiting instructions. Permission to move cargo load. (laughs) Our robot's just great. They're so strong, so obedient. Go and lift the cargo. Uh, Holy sh! My Ronnie also tries to do a different voice. Uh, Permission granted. (laughs) Nailed it. Oh, I love my I love my Ronnie there. Permission (laughs) acknowledged. Lifting (laughs) cargo load. (laughs) <laughs> so Ponzel head uh, kind of to the bottom south side of this building. I'm just staying right next to Ponz yeah. the whole way. It doesn't secure. look like anyone's immediately there. There's a doorway. Are there any signs above the doors in this room? On the door that Ponz is walking towards, there's a little foreman sign. Perfect. But right, that's well, about it in here. Yeah, let's go talk mm. to Phil. Pons. What are the other three men called? Let's go. Pons goes through the door. Don and Hugh, I think. We should definitely have, like, one security person on Pons. Like, it makes sense from a tactical, one security person on Pons, uh, and then one at least watching one the cargo. One at the door. Yeah, like, kind of. Okay, I got the door. But we definitely want at least one person keeping an eye on the cargo. All right, so you guys just open the door, right? No knocking, oh, yeah. just open? No, I just opened okay. it. Yep. Pons will open the door, and then you'll hear, knock, knock. 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. So you guys open the door and a very tired, overweight, red-scaled Akeshti lizard person wearing glasses and a gas mask is sitting at this desk. They're wearing like a stained polo shirt and have a pair of headphones on. And it seems like they didn't actually hear you enter. Yeah, Pons will head over, kind of tap him on the shoulder a couple times and I'll grab the manifest back from Seoul, put it on the desk in front of him and then just kind of like whisper, probably he still can't hear me. Hey, Phil, um, just needed to get this signed. No biggie. Now, so as you're talking, you know, you tapped them on the shoulder. They took off the headphones. They look down at the manifest and it looks like they're about to get angry. And then they look up and see that there is a contemplative in these regal robes floating right in front of them. And like sit yeah, back in their chair like, whoa. Yeah, I could just get your signature there, here, initials right there. And... Uh, 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 we like totally didn't mean to surprise you, but we really need this. <laughs> yeah, they they stand up. Oh, uh, pick up the manifest. <laughs> Hello, uh, honored contemplative. Uh, how may I serve? No. Uh, then they look down at the manifest because you basically already told them exactly what you want. And I really don't think in your job position you should be, you know, completely sealing off your audio sensors. It's. It's not really ideal. You're in a pretty high security facility, you know, back here. So could you just get this done real fast? And I, I think I can overlook it, but you know, next time. <laughs> we wouldn't want to have okay. to put anything uh, like up the chain, you know? Go ahead and roll diplomacy. <laughs> and that was diplomacy? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, and it, go ahead and have a plus four pawns. Is it <laughs> been 10 minutes since I cast my spell? Uh, not quite. Nice. Okay, 20, so twenty-nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Oh, of course. I would be happy to set you on your way. And I thank you so much for the um, wonderful advice. And they they bow as they say this, and they start signing these papers. Um, and they see that you're heading up with all this material. Since I believe this is our first time seeing your uh, exalted self. Um, and then they, they kind of lean in close. I would be remiss if I did not offer the use of our... And they kind of glance at the other people that are in the room. Private elevator for VIP clients. The others could ride the service lift and watch over your important cargo. It has oh, built-in... Wine bar and air conditioning. And their eyebrows go up and down a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and kind of mumbles to himself for a second. Yeah, I think that sounds that sounds like a great idea. Oh, no. And console <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, oh, so wander over the elevator and just wave Soul to come with him. I, I definitely do a little side glance to Soul. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> wonderful, wonderful follow me. Uh, <laughs> quick, quick question. While he's filling out those papers, is there anything on this table worth swiping? Uh, go ahead and give me a perception roll. Swiper no swiping. Swiper no swiping. That's a 17. 17. Yeah, you're mainly seeing basic tools and the things you'd see on a desk of someone who doesn't really care that hard about what they're doing. They're just here for the paychecks. No ID cards or anything that might be useful. No, he's got his ID card clipped to him. Does it look like it's got a good uh, good clearance on it? Do we, do we get the impression that you might have good 
clearance. Uh, you think he's not even allowed to go up to the middle area. Okay. Worth, worth a try. Yeah, where's this elevator? Okay, so they lead you out of the office and you guys head down to a different door and it's to the south. You guys go through it and they take you to essentially this door that has this really nice frame to it. And they press the door and open it up. And inside there is a wine dispenser. You see these little chairs that have cushions on them. Oh my God. So Soul and Whisker lock eyes. We still have the telepathic huddle up, correct? Do you want to escort him? I'll keep an eye on Pons. All right. Um, um, Judge Sulkis, uh, probably you should give me the manifest back so that I can like make sure that everything gets up there and um, we'll make sure that everything's taken care of so you won't have to worry about a thing, okay? Oh yeah, here, I'll just enjoy myself. And uh, Pons kind of just immediately walks into the elevator and like looks at the, the wine dispenser and is like, I wonder what, I wonder what this is and starts just pouring out as much of it as he, as he can. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm gonna before before like we head up the elevator and before we get out of range, I send one last message to Soul saying, "You better not start any fights without me." <laughs> so are you guys just like not telling us any of this? You're or? all in the huddle. You guys can hear what's going on, but Pons is thoroughly distracted. Oh, okay. Those two different people. <laughs> Pons is like, "Ooh, shiny." You, yeah, ooh, you just give me stuff, yeah. You <laughs> all can feel the stress coming off of Soul's mind. <laughs> we're not going to split the party, we said. No, we're not splitting up. Hey, fancy <laughs> elevator. taking the stairs. All right. Um, Soul kind of watches the doors close, and I twitches watching wonderful wine that Pons is pouring way too much of into a glass and... Yeah, it's Absolutely just not filling a glass and pouring nothing down. Was, nothing was said about a glass at all. Just pouring it out. <laughs> just straight into his tiny little brain flap. Uh, <laughs> oh, they put their mouth under flap. it and just went, ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Pons, you, you need to is, show some restraint. That is not all right. Um, I've never had this stuff before. Uh, I would assume it is actually not the most pleasant thing to Pons, but he, he's going to taste it. Like, mm, that's kind of gross. And then taste it again. Hmm, still it gross. It's supposed to grow uh, on you a little still bit. Still kind of gross, yeah. <laughs> Just drinks at least a good glass there. Soul is going to turn back to the group and keep their face as neutral as they can and be like, well, um, Koto, perhaps you and I can lead from here? I think we can <laughs> arrange that. And we're going into this door, right? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Open. And we know what floor we're going to, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going through this door right here, right? No, that's the private elevator. So mm, yeah, private elevator. Private south elevator. And, yeah. Uh, I do not have a representation of private elevator on the map, so I just moved you guys to into a dark room. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> it's a trap. Oh, this, no. is, this isn't a private elevator at all. Did I say private elevator? Oh, I meant dear. murder room. <laughs> I meant closet. Uh, there are multiple floor levels on this elevator, right? It's not just a only to the top type elevator. No, so th essentially this elevator is going to take you to the middle of the building and then it stops there. So you guys will have to find other ways to deal with that from there. Yeah, we don't want to land on another floor without the rest of the party anyway. So yeah. right. see, see if you can scout. I will definitely make sure that 
Pawns doesn't go pressing other buttons on the elevator. <laughs> Presses every single button. Yeah, this it's is, we're not going to have the scene from Elf. Pawns did, in fact, press all the other buttons on the elevator. Ooh, you you all will make it up before we do. Narrator voice. He had already pressed all of the buttons. No. <laughs> No, no, it is canonical that they went over, put their mouth under the wine <laughs> nozzle, and opened the <laughs> opened the tap. Like someone who's clearly done it before a thousand times. <laughs> it's like a cooler of cucumber water, but instead of cucumber water, it's just wine, and they put their mouth under it. Yeah, Ugh. I don't really know what I just did, Adam. Uh, what does the rest of the party do? <laughs> um, first because I don't think I've gotten to do this. Go ahead and give me a fortitude save for all the wine. <laughs> Yay. Best day uh, ever. Best my day best ever. Best save. Eight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just immediately vomits. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the correct role to ask for, and I'm so angry you thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sol, <laughs> you return with the manifest and show that it is signed. And one of the soldiers goes over to a big internal door. They stand in front of this big door and you see them punch in some numbers. And then you see this door <laughs> begins to lift and move out of the way. Does this look like another, like, just ground worker? Does this look like someone who might have some clearance? So as far as you can tell, the only ones that really have any clearance to move things up and down is this foreman, and it doesn't seem like they're allowed to actually go themselves. They just can say, yes, you're done. All right. And so behind the doors, you guys see a large elevator platform and squeak it, squeak it, squeak it, squeak it, squeak Push the cargo into it. So this will take us like to the exact floor that we need to be, right? Because like, uh, because Judge Zolkus is already up there and like, we don't want to keep him waiting because he gets a little impatient, you know? So I just want to make sure that it's the fastest route possible so that, you know. They have a helmet and gas mask on, but you can feel the disconnection behind it as you just keep going on. Yes, we'll send you to the proper floor. And they gesture kind of curtly towards the elevator. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. And I pat pat their uh. arm and go in. <laughs> oh. Can I just say I'm getting massive Sherry zombie vibes off of that character voice? Have you all played Betrayal on House on the Hill? Yes. So my friends insisted that I had to play the cheerleader. <laughs> I played the entire game in that voice. I triggered the haunt. I killed them all. And to this uh -huh. day, yes. it is like big boss, big bad boss mode for them whenever I use this. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that makes Amazing. it even more Sherry Zombie. Like two or three times I've played that game, I've done it in the voice every time I've triggered the haunt and every time I have killed everyone. Oh, that's awesome. Move inside and place the shipment in the middle of a platform. Keep your hands and feet inside the caution line unless you want to lose them. Directive acknowledged. <laughs> As you move forward, where is this? Is it the thing at the north end of the room? Yeah, yeah. It's so up by okay. where I'm standing. Yeah, it's just up here. Gotcha. So yeah, as we're going, okay, that's really good to know. Thank you, because we wouldn't want anyone to get like injured, because that's a whole paper trail thing. And okay, everyone get in and be sure, watch the caution line. Do you see them? They're right there. Stay inside the caution line. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay. Boom, boom. 
amusement park workers. Audio input overloaded. Use less command words. <laughs> Move in. Stay inside the lines. Directive acknowledged. Uh, these are older models. <laughs> So as you move into the elevator, you see that there are scuff marks of thousands of previous shipments on this heavy-duty elevator, as well as several caution signs that depict cartoonish drawings of people being maimed by the elevator. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Because miniskirt soul does have their tail out, and they deliberately, like, grab it and hold it in close. <laughs> so you guys have moved the cargo into the elevator, and you see... As the doors begin to close, this guard just staring at you guys, and they start shaking their head as it closes, and you can no longer see their face. Good job, everyone. <laughs> we want to be just, like, pleasant enough that they'll let us through, unrecognizable enough that they, you know, won't remember <laughs> us in the end, and just annoying enough that they don't want to make us stay. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> and I'm and not going to lie. The highly capable bimbo is my favorite trope in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. So these spinning lights view, flare into life as the lift <laughs> begins to rise. This trip is going to take some time and everyone on the cargo lift begins to realize how hot it is in here uncomfortably so as people begin to sweat. Cut over to the fancy elevator <laughs> where there's AC blasting. And Pons, uh, you're feeling a little tipsy over there. I of course. I think Pons might take a quick nap. No, Pons, you need to stay up. You can't fall asleep right now. If you fall asleep, we're going to get caught. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. And uh, Pons will go ahead and use, uh, remove lesser condition on himself. <laughs> All right. I am so happy that we left Hans with the Chaos Gremlin, who now has to be responsible. <sighs> hey, Lily, the responsible one. Just kind of shakes, shakes his brain. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Yet? Goes back to the wine bar and does it again. <laughs> <laughs> Starts burning spells. No, 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 no. Can't use all of them. As much as I would like to beat the crap out of everyone in this entire tower, I need to make sure I get up as high as I can before I do so. Otherwise, I'm going to run out of energy. Well, you could try some of that. It it gave me a little bit of energy, and then I just felt real sleepy. If it means keeping it away from you, that might be a good idea. How much is left? It's just, it's just pumped through tubes from like a giant, like 500 gallon <laughs> tank Distillery, the building. storage, the frenzier tank. <laughs> It's one of those um, like frosty things mounted to the wall, so you just pull it. Oh, it's and a wine margarita machine. Yes. Oh, that's even better. Uh, I don't know if I can drink enough to keep pawns away from it. A I'll just unplug it. A good friend would fill cups okay. for friends later. That's all I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see what I can do. Can you form cups with your nanites? I'm going to okay, Adam. I'm gonna make uh, some. Do are do they have cups? Yeah, they've got glasses. They're like fancy wine glasses. Okay, uh, you know I'm gonna try a glass. This is fancy wine. I'm not gonna get another chance to try it. Okay. Are you doing just one glass? Just one glass. Yeah. Okay. This is wine, so just one glass is not going to make me have you roll against it. How is it? 
that we will roll for. <laughs> uh, because it's me rolling. Uh, so it seems like this wine might have been in this machine for a little while. Uh, it's probably say it tasted not as pretty good bad. as it used to be. Yeah. Hey, hey. This is awful. <laughs> Who made this swill? Hey, Whisker, have you ever wanted to be like really tall? I, I, why? I was just thinking with this robe, you could totally stand <laughs> on my brain and I think it would drape all the way down. Hmm. Pass, but good suggestion. Okay, maybe if we need to pass as one person for later. Uh, noted, but no. Richard's face! <laughs> Elevator, talk. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> back on the other elevator. Just the awkward conversations that are yeah. happening in the elevator. It's like there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> so back on the other elevator, Myrani is leaning against the shipment and their fingers drumming on their leg. And he looks around the area and slowly reaches up to adjust their helmet, like pop it up a little bit so it's not crunched down on their head. And, you know, what people don't see is that under the helmet, they also have moved off the mind circlet. And 5e, you hear a voice in your head. 5e, um, I've been traveling around with you for... A while now getting into trouble and even going against my um, the dervish I stayed because if all of you were willing to try to kill him then you couldn't be easily bought and I do believe that you won't just take me back to him not intentionally anyways I had no assurances from the IDF or anyone else that that would be the case. But now we're going into one of his strongholds. This tower may not be Infernex, but there are connections without doubt. It, it feels like going back home, and I hate being home. Uh, if, if I freeze up again, I, I mean, I won't, but if I, if I do, don't let them take me back. I would, I would rather be put down than under his thumb. Aww. He's, he's taught me many things, but what, what he taught me most was terror. I'm afraid, and I know that makes me weak, but, and they kind of trail off. Fear is not a weakness. It is a physiological response to adverse external stimuli, but do not let it control and dominate you. Channel that fear into something more productive. Turn that knife back on those who would wield it against you. I'm sorry that this causes you so much duress and pain. And I am sorry that you think of home as something so terrible. But I can assure you, there are better definitions of home than the one that you've come to learn. You'll see in time. Five rests a hand on Barani's shoulder. Remember, what is our mantra today? Um, shoot what you shoot. Precisely. Yeah. All right. Damn good mantra. Mm-hmm. But what if the moment comes and I, I can't do it? If you cannot, you cannot. That's why we, why I am here. I will protect you from him and from anyone else who would force you to do anything against your will. We are not here to bind you, but to free you. 
awesome. Good head yeah, design. Popsicle. <laughs> I already got you one. Know, yeah. well, like, never have <laughs> I gave one at the beginning. <laughs> so they they look down at their hands and kind of steeple them a little bit and they seem to be they seem to be nervously moving them about and rubbing them together. I I appreciate it. Um thank you. You are quite welcome. Thank you for trusting us. So they reach up and squeeze the helmet back down onto their head. Ow. Ow. <laughs> we will see about applying a topical ointment that should soothe any skin and irritation from that helmet later. Thanks. What it's worth, you look rather strapping in the outfit. Oh, um, thanks. They, they, their shoulders go up just a little bit. They might not even notice they're doing it. There you go. So... At the same time that this conversation is happening, Pons, you get a call on your comm unit. Oh, come on. Uh, hello? Ah, uh, I'm glad to see that you have resurfaced once more. Your uh, timing is fortuitous in that it gave me more time to procure a stable form of communication, but more concerning when you vanished. Perhaps you have a moment to speak. Is this Narian's? This, this is not Narian's voice. Yeah, it's... Have I heard this before? You, We've gotten one call from this person before. They did not say who they were. Okay. Are we, okay. Are we all getting this or just pawns? I'm sorry. This is on pawns comm unit and only pawns. Okay, so this is the voice we got when we ran into the city. Mm-hmm. The one when you asked if we knew who it was. Well, I can't exactly go anywhere right now. So, yeah, I have a few moments. Wonderful. Pons, who are you talking to? I'm not sure, but it sounds similar to the voice when we first appeared in the city and we're looking for disguises. Mm. So did you say that with the calm open? I would assume yes. Ah, uh, then... You do not yet uh, remember, I thought, as much might have transpired. Let's uh, fix that, shall we? The auditory key should be unlocking inside your mind one neuron at a time. Please what? indulge me for a moment and close your eyes and... Imagine a place brimming with smoke, dancing lights, and rhythmic sounds. And as they say this, there begins to play this sound that's not unlike what you heard in the last message of different discordant sounds of varying levels and degrees. Were you the one who grabbed my arm and kind of... Oh, so the dream you experienced last night begins to come back to you and the images mm. you saw within. You saw the shifting colors and the person standing in the doorway with a thumping noise in the background. And in your mind, you see the entrance to a nightclub on Absalom Station, a dance floor with shifting colors before you, a large den of excitement. 
alcohol and entertainment electronics, a corner booth. You remember going into this place after landing on Absalom Station, searching high and low for anyone who might have leads on what could cure Narians, no matter the source or cost. A man sitting in the corner. You had made a contact that told you someone in this den would know about mind-altering drugs, but not hallucinogenics. More like mind-stimulating and enhancement drugs. Yeah, brother. The lead you had was a dead end, but you did make a different contact there. Someone who might just have had the means to help you and your original. A deal made. And Pons, you know this man's name. This is Mr. Business, isn't it? This is Mr. Business. <laughs> Mr. Business. Heck yeah. Oh my god. This is Mr. Business, whom you guys have alluded to many times and was in the precursor to this actual campaign being launched. And there was a deal made with Pawns that if they did something in that quick little one-shot thing, that Mr. Business would show up in-game. Oh my god, two years later. The man, the myth, the legend. That's a long con. Yes, it was a very awkward encounter that made Pons all sorts of uncomfortable, but it basically just included Mr. Business hitting on Pons because he was an interesting creature, and Pons being like, yeah, I don't quite understand what you're getting at, but, uh... Sure, I'll go along with your deal. Sure. Oh my god. So, so Pons is thinking back and kind of more creeped out by who this person is, but it responds, how, how did you wind up back here? What, what do you have to do with Narians and Akaton? Uh, it seems that even now you do not have the full picture, but, uh, that will come into focus. Suffice to say, with our arrangement, you had me come here to see if I could oversee Narians and their declining mental state and the finances associated. Ah, that's right. Okay, so the stipend, that makes sense. What is going on? Yeah, you're just hearing the bits of conversation. <laughs> yeah, this is our sugar daddy, basically. <laughs> old sugar daddy. Hmm. The politically correct term is glucose guardian. Thank you. Glucose guardian. <laughs> that is guardian. a title some have given me, but not one I particularly associate with. <laughs> so they are friends? Um, acquaintances, business partners. Uh, potentially lovers. I don't know. I think with love with, with you. Uh, <laughs> with the comms channel open the whole time, I'm sure. <laughs> Broker to some, lover to others. Lover. How does that even? I don't want to know. Are they here to like help us get upstairs? What? Why are they calling now? What did What did you need from me? It's more that you need to find your way here very quickly in that Narians is now at a tipping point and 
as you are the beneficiary to Narians, it would be only proper that you are here for the decision-making. Is it like an inauguration? It may be of sorts. I'm so mad that Pons is the only one that can hear this. All right, well, I I think, I, yeah, I'm interested, so I, I guess I hope to see you soon. Do not dally. And we'll and then, see you in the next chapter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no, elevator loading scene. Oh, elevator loading scene. Pons asked for directions, Gus. No way. <laughs> When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com. As well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonix by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated. All rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins. <laughs> <laughs>